Again, Erev Shabbos, L'chaim, L'chaim. So first of all, first of all, this is, uh, this is our, first, our first official for bringing by, uh, by Yaakov over here. So it should be, it should be big schos. It's an auspicious day. The Lord said the Baal Tanya. Yaakov, you should be zeichet to only see Shefa, Bracha, Vatzlach in this place. Nachas from the whole family, from yourself, from all of us. Avim Shabbat Only see good things. Yeshua's in the All of us. All right, so you know there's uh, one of the letters of the Balatanya in Igris Kaidish, one of the letters that, he, that the Kabbalah actually is, that he wrote this letter, this particular letter he wrote just a few days before his Histalkas. So the Balatanya wrote a letter regarding the Histalkas of Tzadikim. And the Balatanya said that the day of the Histalkas of Tzadik, that day, and then going forward by the art site. So the Lashon of the Balatanya was, paraphrasing, he says that the entire Indian of the Tzadik is shining on that particular day. And he said, the day of the art site, there's an aliyah of that avoid, that Indian, that is that tzaddik, intensifies in the highest world. And as it intensifies and goes up, so it's all, it also extends itself even further down, the Kerva arts. So that's the Lashon of Al-Tani, the Kerva arts. That the, 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 so the, the, as time goes on, the the kaiyach of the tzaddik not actually increases and in, increases in strength, and those yidden that find themselves more increasingly bekerav aretz become more the, the light of the tzaddik becomes more accessible with time bekerav aretz. So no, so it's the the yard to the baltanya. So we have to be able to then connect ourselves to that semenian of who the baltanya was. Now we wouldn't be allowed to be magdir such a thing, but uh, the rebbe of chabad the nesim of chabad had a kabbalah. That the Balatani once said that his whole inyan is Vahnefesh Asher Asu Bukharan. That's what Balatani said. That his whole avoida is to make chsidim. Vahnefesh Asher Asu Bukharan. Like Avram Avinu was Magar Geirim and so on, that he turned people into Avdi Hashem. That was the Balatani's inyan, to make people into Avdi Hashem. Now, every tzaddik really is trying to do that, right? That's what, all, that's what uh, every tzaddik is trying to do. But every tzaddik has a different way of doing that. The particular way of the Balatanya to be Megayar Geirim, to Vesanefesh Hashrasa Bukharan, was through the Limud and teaching of Chesidus. That's, that's That was the way of the Balatanya. And the Balatanya, therefore, you know, spent a lot of time dealing with Lamdanim and Tavim Dechachamim to try to, you know, turn them into Ayyavdi Hashem into Chesidim. And it was through his learning, through the, through the Torah of the Balatanya, the Sefertani, the Torah, and so on. So let's try for a few minutes. To just uh, you know, a little peek into that world of 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 Nefesh Asher Asubuchar and of what the Balatanya was trying to do, what he what he did do, what he continues to do. We have to connect ourselves to the tzaddik. That's the whole tachlis of uh, of a febreng like this, and and the Torah that we share is just the way of iskashus. So it's like this, you know. In in I don't know if other I don't I don't know if other chassidim have such a masara by Chabad. The masara is as follows. I, I I should have done some research before. I didn't. I didn't, and I'll probably get some emails from the Bavichers, you know, filling in uh, some of the some of the cracks. But uh, Yochan is here. Yochan is here. Okay, fine. So I don't need emails. Fine. So in, in, in Chabad, I don't know how far back it goes. I don't know which Rebbe it officially started with. I'm not sure, but definitely it goes back generations. That there was two types of Torahs that the Rebbe would say over. That the Rebbe would say over. There's one thing that was it was called a Sicha, and then there's something that's called a Maimer. Sichas and Mamar. So, and it's very interesting. The, the it was a very different type of experience. The way it's the way it was uh, 
the way a sicha was and the way a, 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 a mimer was. A sicha can be full of tire. You know, it can be full of tire. It can be full of very deep tire. It doesn't. It's not a matter of of it being more superficial or or, or it's, you know, it can be should be very very deep in yonim. It's a different Indian, a different Indian. A maimer was said with a certain nigan. A maimer, it's, it's a different maimer. Now, one of the things that we'll particularly focus on, the difference between a sikh and a maimer, the minig of Chabad, was is that by a sikha, the Rebbe would be sitting, because the Rebbe was, was sitting, and all the chassidim would be sitting as well. If there were any chassidim that were standing by a sikha, it was just because there wasn't enough seats. But it wasn't a din to stand. That was by a sikha. By a maimer, the minig was not like that. The Rebbe would sit, but everyone would stand for the maimer. So what does that tell us about the difference between a sikh and a maimer? And why is it that this is something that's specific in Chabad? And, and why, uh, what's this meaning of sitting by a sikh, standing by a maimer? What, what does this have to do with Vazanevesh with, with, Hashar All right, so it's like this. So uh, to explain this meaning of, of, of the Tzuras Advarim, when, when, when Torah is being shared, to sit, to stand. So let me share that just for a few minutes, the sugya in Halacha. And then from there, we'll see the Panini Satsvan. It's just like this. There's a Gemara Megillah. The Gemara says in Megillah, the Chafal, the Gemara says, that from Meishar Abenu, six parshas Meishar Abenu, so from Meishar Abenu until the time of Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel is already, you know, right, a little bit before the Chorban Bayis Shani. From Meishar Abenu until Rabbi Gamliel, says the Gemara, everyone would learn standing. Standing, that was the minute. Says the Gemara, Mishnemes Rabbi Gamliel, from when Rabbi Gamliel was Nifter, so Yarda Chaylil Aylam, a weakness, a sickness came to the world, and now people didn't stand. Rather, everyone sits for learning. That's the Gemara. Now, when you read that Gemara Kibshutai, that's how Rashi seems to learn in many Rishayim, is that this is not talking about specifically in, in teaching Torah, this is just an old learning. That from Rashi Rabbein until Rabbein Leal, anyone that learned, you could be learning in your, in your private study. But anyone that was learning from Meishu Rabbeinu to Rabbeinu Liel, you were standing. From Rabbeinu Liel and on, you're sitting. The Ramam is not like that. The Ramam in Hilchas Tamatayra, he records this halacha, or this uh, historical phenomenon, but he, he records it not just in general learning. He, talk, he records it specifically in terms of Rebbe, a Rebbe teaching Torah to a Talmud. The Ramam's Lashon is as follows. Berushayna, in the earlier generations, again he's referring to this Gemara, from Meishu Rabbeinu until Rabbeinu Liel, the Rebbe would sit, and the Talmidim would stand. So when the Gemara says that everyone would stand, it doesn't mean just stop learning. It means specifically in this Indian when you're receiving Torah from a Rebbe, the Rebbe would sit, and the Talmidim would stand. Before the Chorban Bayesheni, now the times of Rav Gamliel, like the Gemara says, the Minik changed, and teaching Torah was now done where everyone is sitting. So that's point number one, that the Rambam takes this in the Gemara of, 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 of standing until Rav Gamliel and after Rav Gamliel sitting, not in terms of just time learning, in terms of receiving Torah from Rebbe. In other words, in the early generations, like the Rambam says, the Rebbe would, would be sitting, the Rebbe was always sitting, and the Talmidim of the early generations would be standing, later generations the Talmidim would sit. Okay, that's, that's the Rambam. Point number one. Point number two. The Gemara says like this. There's another Gemara in Megillah, also on, on the same block, Daf Chafalaf over there. The Gemara says, Am Rabavo. Rabavo taught. Rabavo said, the Lashon of the Gemara is like this, that, Minayin l'rav shelo yeshev al gabi mita, v'yishen al-talmidav al gabi karka. Said Rabavo, it's a halacha, that when everyone, again, Rabavo is describing the scenario already after Rav Gamliel's petira, so everyone is sitting, you know, in terms of t- receiving Torah, 
So says Ravavo, when everyone is sitting, the halacha is, the Rebbe shouldn't be sitting in a chair and the Tlamidim on the floor. They shouldn't be sitting in different uh, levels like that. Everyone should either, says Ravavo, either everyone on chairs or everyone on the floor. But there shouldn't be this disconnect. Says Ravavo, how do I know this? So says Ravavo, Shinemra, because it says in Pasuk, by Moshe, that Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Va'atapoi amoyri madi, come stand with me. Amoyri madi. Says Ravavo, what does it mean with me? With me means the same plane. So, yeah, the Rabbanishan, whatever that means. But says Ravo, we see from there a cloud in teaching Torah that the Rebbe and the Talmud should be in the same plane. So, says Ravo. So, that means that if the Rebbe is sitting on a chair, everyone's on a chair. If the Rebbe is on the floor, everyone's on the floor. But there shouldn't be this disconnect of the Rebbe higher and the Talmudim lower. Or it shouldn't be like that. Everyone should be in the same, the same matzav, atapai, amayri madi. And in fact, the Rambam brings this down, and the Rambam explains that once Rav Gamliel was nifter, and again, now the Tzura is that the Rebbe is sitting, and the Talmidim are also sitting, so says the Rambam, that that the Rebbe shouldn't be sitting on a chair of a Talmidim al-Karka, and the Talmidim on the floor. Rather, everyone either on the floor, or everyone on chairs. So that's what the, that's the Gemaras, that's how the Rambam arranges this. Okay, so in other words, what we have is basically, that before Rav Gamliel, again, from Meishu Rabbeinu until Rav Gamliel, the Tzura Sadvarim was, your own personal learning, do whatever you want, but in terms of receiving Torah from Rebbe, the Rebbe sits, the Talmidim stand. Once Rav Gamliel is Nifter, so there's a, a weakness that comes to the world, and so now everyone is sitting. Comes Ravol, and Ravol says, now that everyone is sitting, everyone should be sitting on the same plane. Either everyone on chairs, or everyone on the floor. If there shouldn't be that disconnect, fine. That's, that's how the Rambam teaches these Gemars. A couple problems. One may be a little bit, uh, you know, uh, uh, protheistic, but the language of the Rambam. When the Rambam mm-hmm. described the historical phenomenon that before Rav Gamliel, every, you know, the Talmudim will be standing, the Rebbe sitting, but then from Rav Gamliel on, everyone is sitting, it's, in, first of all, B'chlal, the Rambam, for the Rambam to tell us what happened in history, is an Afghanian, I mean, like, you know, whatever, the Metzius is, then now everyone sits. So first of all, B'chlal, for the Rambam to have to tell us what happened in earlier generations is a little bit funny why he has to do that. Okay. But then more than that, the Gemara said a demarcation point exactly when this took place. Mishanes, Rebbe Gamliel. When Rebbe Gamliel is nifter, that's when this change took place. But all of a sudden, when the Rambam is paraphrasing the Gemara in Mishnah Torah, he makes it more vague. The Rambam says, the Lashon of the Rambam is, before the second base image was destroyed. Why would the Rambam, if anything, the Rambam usually... The Gemara is more vague, and the Rambam makes it more specific. Over here, the Gemara is specific. It says, from Rebbe Gamliel's death. So why would the Rambam make it more vague by just saying, Stam, Kaidim Chorben Bayesheni? Maybe you'll tell me who says that anyone knows who Rebbe Gamliel is when you read the Rambam. Well, that's not true. The Rambam is assuming if you already got to Hilchas Tamatari, you read his introduction. In the introduction, he goes through the Messiah, and Rebbe Gamliel is over there. So you should know who Rebbe Gamliel is. So why does the Rambam not, what does he do that for? So that's one particular question. But, but, but bigger than that. <coughs> Rabbi Vol that said this idea that, that if you're sitting, the Rebbe and the Talmud should be sitting on the same plane, Rabbi Vol quoted a Pasuk. Rabbi Vol quoted a Pasuk to prove this. And it's a halal, it's a din, based on the Pasuk. That Hashem said to Moshe come stand with me. In other words, Amayri Madi means same playing field, either everyone, on the same playing field, the Rebbe shouldn't be in a, in a more uh, higher position, so to speak, than the Talmidim. So the Pell is like this. According to the Rambam, that when the Gemara says, from Moshe Rabbeinu until Rav Gemul, everyone is standing. 
that's not talking about, it doesn't mean everyone. It means the Talmidim standing, but the Rebbe sitting, how does that fit with the halacha of Atapaya Mighty Madi, that the Rebbe and the Talmud should be in the same playing field? Again, if you, if you say now like the Rambam, that when the Gemara says, for Maisha to Rav Gamliel and Rav Gamliel and on, it's not coming to Rebbe Talmud, it's not just Tom, whenever a person's learning, then I understand. But once the Rambam tells us that before Rav Gamliel was Nefter, what was the Tzura? The Tzura was the Rebbe is sitting in a way of COVID, and the Talmidim are standing like that. How, how does that, what about the halach of Atapaya Mighty Madi? If Rabbi Vol, again, if Rabbi Vol just said that for Rav Gamliel and on, this was the minig that everyone is sitting, but everyone's sitting on the same plane, and he doesn't quote a Pasuk, okay, so it's just not a minig, that's what happened. But once he has a Pasuk backing him up, that there's a halacha in teaching Torah, that the Rebbe and the Talmud should be on the same plane, then how was that halacha fulfilled in the earlier generations when they're not on the same plane? Where the Talmidim are standing, the Rebbe is sitting, and clearly uh, the Talmidim, the, the, the Rebbe is in a more position of, of power and uh, covet and authority vis-a-vis the Talmidim. So this is what the Mepharshim asked, that according to the Rambam, how was this halacha of Atapoya, mighty Madi, that the Rebbe and the Talmud should be mamish even, and the same, how was that fulfilled before Rav Gamliel was nifter, where the Rebbe is sitting and the Talmidim are standing? You follow the question? That's the question. This is the first in the, on the Rambam. May ask this question. All right, so in other words, what, what we're going to have to therefore say is as follows. Is that this halacha of Madi, that Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, that when a Rebbe and a Talmud, when Torah is being transmitted from Rebbe to Talmud, there has to be an equality between the Rebbe and the Talmud somehow something in defining that equality and understanding the nature of this halacha, something changed. In the earlier generations, the very nature of this idea of the equality between the Rebbe and the Talmud was not defined based on their physical posture. And somehow in the earlier generations, despite the fact that the Rebbe is sitting and the Talmidim are standing, that was still fulfilling the, the inyan of Atapaya Mahdi Mahdi. In the later generations, we understood the, the, something happened where now the din of Atapai, a mighty Madi, is now defined based on physical posture. So we have to understand like, what, what's going on over here. Okay, so it's like this. Let me share with you an idea that we find in the Kamarna. This is, uh, this is from the Nesiv Mitzisecha, Nesiv HaTayra, Shvil Shani, Eskimel, Eskdalad. So the Kamarna says like this. He says, Vini Atzadik. I'll just share with the words. It's not too, not too difficult. In the Atzadik, he says, the nature, what's the nature of Atzadik? So the Quran says, the nature of Atzadik is that the Tzadik possesses, and this is who he is, Rav Ar V'Simcha V'Chiyas Elokos HaShafeyolov. The Tzadik is Lichtig. The Tzadik is Lichtig. The Tzadik is Moli Ar. The Tzadik is Moli Chiyas. The Tzadik is Moli Simcha. And you know, the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, a klal, that wherever, that the, the, the Gemara puts it like this, the sun never saw the dark side of the moon. Whatever, wherever the sun looks, it's lichtik. So says the Kamarna, the nature of a tzaddik is that he's the shamish. Like Moshe Rabbeinu is called the shamish. The nature of a tzaddik is that he's lichtik. And therefore, because of that, anyone or anything that tzaddik sees, the tzaddik just truly, truly believes that who he's seeing is also a tzaddik. That's just the nature of a tzaddik. And once one tzaddik meets another tzaddik, then they feel a deep connection to each other and a, and a, and a desire to connect to each other. <clears throat> so said the Kamarna, 
the tzaddik could be looking at someone that's, a, that's, an, that's an opponent of his, or assign it to him, or someone that's very, very low. But Afal Pikein, he sees him, him he sees him with, with light, and he sees him as a tzaddik. The tzaddik isn't capable of, 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 of seeing the person as low. The tzaddik doesn't see anything negative. There's even a guy in the street, the tzaddik will say, everything's created for Hashem, and the tzaddik sees things like that. The commander goes on to say, because of this, the nature of a tzaddik is to just want to give. He brings down a Misa from the, from the Bardichever. It's a famous Misa. The Bardichever was once visiting uh, Warsaw. He brings down a Misa over here. That the, and the Bardichever was with, with the Tzitikim over there. They were in Warsaw. They were walking down the street. And coming towards them was a Yid called, named Banish. And the Kamaran's Lashon is that this Banish was an Ishma Gushem Hoi, the very uh, a grubba person. So, and Afalpi came. When this Rabbanish came towards the Bardichever, so he says, the Lashon is, that the Bredishver called to him, and he said, Benish achi, Benish my brother, kshar atzmucha b'shar. He started talking about, like, big avoidus, and dveikus, and elkus, and these in Yana. And, and he says so, he brings down, the other thing, we're laughing. They're mamish laughing. Benish, you're talking about these in Yana. So said the, the commander, what's pshat? The, the Bredishver was a tzaddik, that he, whatever he saw, it was lichtig. He doesn't see Benish as a, as a low person, he sees Benish as an asham. And Benish is an Ashama, it's someone that he wants to be Mashbiyat to and be Mekushat to, and that's what happens. Okay, so that's a beautiful thing. So, in other words, the nature of a tzaddik is Kuloi Mesikas, Kuloi Ahava, Kuloi Hiskarvas, Kuloi Hashpa. That's the, that, the tzaddik, the, the, the tzaddik of all tzaddikim, the root of all, of the, the Rabbeinu of all, of all Rabbeinus is Maisha Rabbeinu, and Maisha Rabbeinu is compared to a son. A son is, the whole Mitzias of a son is to be Mashbiyat, is to extend its light. To things that are beneath it. That's that's the whole nature of a tzaddik. But then the commander goes on further and he says an amazing thing. He says, however, this can cause damage. This can cause damage. Why? How? So he says he brings down a shmua from the Aptarov. He says he brings down the tzaddik Marvarevi and so on the Aptarov. He used to say the following thing. Aptarov would say to his chassidim, the younger chassidim, when they would travel to a tzaddik, he would give, the Aptarov would give a warning. And he would say like this. He would say, Ki tzaddik eish serv gadol. You should know a tzaddik is a fire. A tzaddik is a sun. A tzaddik is full of light. And you should know the nature is, if you have a small candle, and you put it right close to a big bonfire, the candle could lose its own light. It could become absorbed in the big bonfire that's uh, next to it. Lachain. Therefore, the Aptarov said, when you go to a tzaddik, because the tzaddik, as the Quran just mentioned, is all hash- in hashba mode, and in all hiskarvis mode, and in ahava mode, so because of that, there's a deep concern that if you, at the same time, run close into that fire, so the tzaddik's running towards you, you know what I'm saying? And if you run the same speed towards the tzaddik, then the concern is that you're, you're going to become lost in that, in that flame. And you'll and your neshama mamish can get swallowed up in the neshama of a tzaddik. Lochen is harma'id. Therefore, after of would say to to the chesidim, you have to be very careful. Sheyamdu be'ema ve'ir bereses. Tzaddik after of in order to receive the light of a tzaddik healthfully, you have to 
receive, you have to receive, you have to approach the tzaddik with aima, with year, with fear, with trepidation, with awe. Because the tzaddik, with the intensity of his light, again, he's tzaddik is open territory for everyone. He's, he doesn't have that. Uh, there's nothing holding him back. And if you're not careful to warm yourself with the light of the tzaddik from a distance, so then he says, as then your candle could become extinguished. And you could actually become an opponent, he says. And then your chiyas could become lost and become absorbed in the tzaddik. And this is what the commandment says, this is the interesting dynamic. That in order to receive, in order to make sure that a person is 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 receiving the glow of the tzaddik in a way that doesn't destroy and disrupt one's own light, is that the tzaddik is kula yahava, and the person that's coming to the tzaddik has to stand with a certain level of emaniya rezuzubazeh. Now the kamarna, and between those two opposite ex- feelings of the Ahav of the Tzaddik and the Yira of the Chassid, between the two of them, now the, tz- the Chassid is able to experience the Chamimus and the warmth that's coming off of the light of the Tzaddik. Now the Kamarna gives an example of this. It's just a beautiful Zach. He says, he says like this, um, here. Yeah, he says, The Kamarna says, The Rabbanu Shloilam, can testify. Kimoivarabi, that his 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 rabbi Hershel He says my this was his uncle. His rabbi was Mamish showed unbelievable affection to me, was Makarbi very much, he says. he says in his whole life he was never Makbut on me. Evidently the commander felt that there were certain times that there would have been an excuse to be Makbut on him. He was never Makbut on him. Very often he would kiss me and hug me, and so on. With kisses of love. And Afal Piken. And so the Kamarna, despite the, the Hiskarvas that the, that the Herschel of the Chaiver showed to the Kamarna, when I heard my Rebbe's feet walking towards uh, the base managers or whatever, I became so full of, uh, of awe for my Rebbe, my entire limbs begin to shake. To the point that Imamish always almost died. And he says, And if I needed to speak to my Rebbe for about a certain thing, Before knocking on the door, I would just stand there for 15 minutes, like, just, you know, building up the courage to be able to knock on the door. And this is after the Rebbe's of the Shaiva, which show him such, such warmth and such chamimas. And said so the Kamarna, but it's because of this balance of the Rebbe with Ahava and the Chassid with Yira, that balance created a healthy relationship in which I can draw the light of the Tzaddik in a healthy way without becoming extinguished. So this is what the, what the, what the Kamarna is describing for us over here. Now let's, let's go a little bit deeper. What the Kamarna is therefore revealing to us is the following side. Is that when you have the ahava of the Rebbe, when the, the, the Rebbe is in ahava mode, and the chassid has to be in nira mode vis-a-vis the Rebbe. That surah of the Rebbe being in ahava and hashpa and the chassid being in nira, that is expressed 
in how Torah was received from Moshe Rabbeinu until Rav Gamliel. What was the tzur? What did the Ramah say? The Rebbe would be sitting and the Talmidim standing. The Indian, what's the Indian of sitting? Sitting means mashpia. It means lowering yourself, right? Your person is six feet tall. When you sit, you're not, not six feet tall. You lower yourself. The, uh, sitting, uh, even in Alpisai, the Indian of sitting is the Indian of, of, of Kisya Kavit. It's the Indian of, of lowering oneself to be mashpia. When the Rebbe is sitting, the sitting of the Rebbe means he is kulei hava, kulei chavivas, kulei chamimas, kulei hashpa. What are, what's happening when the Talmidim are standing? The standing of the Talmidim is a matzav of emav yir versus So the tzura of the Rebbe sitting and the Talmidim standing is one of fusing together and unifying ahava and yira, chesed and gevur. Now, that's step one. Step two. In Chabad Chasidis, we find the following aside, and it's a very, very, very fundamental principle. We know that everything basically boils down to right, left, and center. Chesed, Gvura, and what's in the middle? Teferis, right? Ahava, Yira, and Teferis in the middle. In Chasidis, we're taught that the middle, what's called Teferis, whenever there's a union of Ahava and Yira, of two opposites, the union of two opposites isn't just a balancing act. Of like, okay, a little bit of have, a little bit of year, now they just balance each other out. No, no, no. Whenever there's a balancing of two opposites, it means that something deeper than both is being activated. The mashal that Baltani very often gave was whenever you have two generals that are very different from each other and you have different approaches in Mulchama, the only way to, for, to bring them together is if the king himself appears. Yeah. The Bechina of the middle, and there's a big side, a big side in Pinimus the sight of the middle is not just balancing the two extremes. Whenever you have the two extremes being balanced, it's always a simon that the something deeper is expressing itself at that moment. But more than just something deeper, the the the, the thing it's the, the, the see the, the two extremes. You see, let's put it this way: there's a per, a person has different midas. In Chabad we find this. A person has different midas, right? You have a hava, you have your all different midas. But all those midas are just different attributes of you. But who are you? Who are you? And when, when can I say that you... When, when, in what way can I pinpoint when you emerge? In Hasidus we're taught that the emergence of the you is specifically when opposites are... are, are are being juxtaposed together, are being brought together. Whenever you have opposites, two opposite midas that are brought together, the middle doesn't just mean a balancing act. The middle means the expression of the essence. The essence itself emerges. When you see a person and the person is multifaceted, it's because he's, it's through the multifaceted personality that's when the actual person is able to express himself. If a person is two-dimensional, then, uh, then that's not the real person. It's because the person is complicated, that's where the essence emerges. So let's understand. In the tzura, in the nature, in, in Torah itself, there's something that's called the essence of Torah. There's something that's called the essence. See, Torah is full of a lot of ideas. It's a lot of different ideas, a lot of different sugis, a lot of different zachim. But contained within all that information is an unspoken, unknowable essence of elikos, of godliness itself. 
And whenever, and that Indian that's called the essence, Chazal have a term for it. And the term for it is called Maisim Merkava. What does it mean, Maisim Merkava? Maisim Merkava, Chazal say, cannot be spoken. It's not just that you're not allowed to speak it, it cannot be spoken. The essence of Elokuz, the nature of Elokuz that's contained in Torah is called Maisim Merkava. Chazal say a Lashen about the Maisim Merkava, that it's, it's always spoken about with a Lashen of Mesira, of Ein Maisrin, to give over Maisim Merkava. Rav Tzaddik makes a point, Rav Tzaddik says, the language of Mesira, of giving something over, in terms of Torah is a very strange thing. Because Mesira is always a Lashen that's used when you're dealing with an object. I have this tissue, and I give you the tissue, so that's an object that I had, in my, I had completely, and now you have. Says Ratzadik, what's strange is that when it comes to knowledge, whenever a Rebbe has knowledge and he shares knowledge with a student, the student never has the same knowledge as the Rebbe. The Rebbe will always understand it better than the Talmud. That's just the reality. So, why, so then how can Meisim Rekavi be compared to an object that's being given over? If I have this napkin and I give it to you, you have it as much as I had it. So what does it mean that Torah is, is described, Meisim Rekavi is described with this Lashon of Mesira? The answer is that's exactly the point. Knowledge, by its very definition, is never going to be, the Rebbe and the Talmud will never be the same. But in terms of the Elokus within the Torah, in terms of the Maisim Rekavashabai, that's something that as much as the Rebbe can experience, the Talmud can experience it too. But here's the point. When, in order for an essence, in order for that which is Maisim Rekavadik, for something that is, that is, mysterious for it to be to, for it to be brought out and given over from the Rebbe to the Talmud it demands opposites coming together that's the Klal that's the Klal Chasidus in order for something deeper to emerge it demands opposites when only Teferis the middle which is the essence is only coming out when you have Chesed and Gevur together if you just have a two dimensional thing if you just have uh, one extreme, then you're not going to have Maisim Merkav, you're not going to have Essence. Essence, Atzimius, is only revealed when you have two opposites forced together. The king only comes when there are two opposite generals that he needs to be there for. So here's the site. The site is, is that from Moshe Rabbeinu until Rav Gamliel, this object, the experience of Rebbe, of a Rebbe Talmud teaching Torah, it doesn't matter if it was Hilchas Muksa or Hilchas Yevamis, or, or it doesn't make a difference. Whatever the Rebbe was saying over the Talmud, it was Maisim Rekav. It was Maisim Rekav. It was, it was the secret of Elokos being brought out and then given over from the Rebbe to Talmud in such a way where the Elokos that the Rebbe experiences is exactly the Elokos that the Talmud experiences. I the knowledge of the Rebbe is not going to be the same as the knowledge of the Talmud. It's not about the knowledge. The experience of Elokos is a Mesir. It's something that's given over hand to hand. That whatever the Elokos, the Merkava that the Rebbe experiences is the Merkava that the Talmud experiences. Since all of Torah from Moshe Rabbeinu until Rav Gamliel was Torah that was with the purpose and the objective of, of, of a Maisim or Kava experience, it demanded a Mizuk, it demanded a union of opposites of Chesed and Gevura. Therefore, the Tzura of learning, of teaching Torah, of giving over Torah from Moshe to Rav Gamliel was, the Rebbe sits, 
which is a hava and a scarvas, and the Talmidim are standing, the aim will be your breasts of Bezea. Because of that dynamic of chesed and gevura being forced together, whenever you have chesed and gevura being forced together, what emerges is the, the unspoken essence. The unspoken essence is Meisimer Kava, and Meisimer Kava, the unspoken essence, is equally experienced, equally experienced from the Rebbe and the Talmud. Therefore, in the earlier generations, when the Pasuk says, Va'ata poi amoidi madi, that the Rebbe and the Talmud have to be on the same playing field, that was understood in a primistic way. It doesn't mean in their physical posture. Who cares about physical posture? It means that the experience of Elokus that the Rebbe has should be the same experience of Elokus as the Talmud has. The only way for that to happen is when the tzura of the teaching is in such a way that brings together the chesed and gevura. Because only when chesed and gevura are forced together is there the emergence of teferis, which is the essence, which is Maisa Merkava. Therefore, in order to allow the experience of Merkava to be manifest, which is a way that unites in, 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 in the soul, the Rebbe and the Talmud, therefore the tzura of learning was the Rebbe sits, and the Talmidim stand. That was how you were Makayim the din of Atapayim Adimadi. Says the Rambam, Kaidim Khurbayashani, that before the destruction of the Baysa Migdash, the Rambam doesn't just say from Ramil's Patira. Because the Rambam is explaining what why this change took place. The reason why the change took place is because the second Baysa Migdash's destruction was imminent. And, because, and the Beis HaMikdash is a place of the Chani Velikos. The Merkava that a Rebbe and Talmud would experience is emanating from Beis HaMikdash. What's Beis HaMikdash? A place, the Beis HaMikdash is a place of where the Rabbani Shalom dwells in, in, the, in the earth. That, 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 that's the place of the Merkava. That's the place of Velikos. Says the Rambam, before the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. In other words, that the Indian of Merkava was, was, was falling apart. So now... Whenever Rebbe is de- teaching a Talmud, it's no longer a Merkava experience. If it's no longer a Merkava experience, then what? Then now we have to reevaluate the entire Inyan. And the entire experience now is not... When it's a Merkava experience, then because it's the nature of Elokos, the nature of Merkava is that the Rebbe and the Talmud can both be sharing the same exact experience, even though the information is not going to be in the same playing field. The Rebbe is always going to understand more than the Talmud. But in terms of the Elikus they'll be in the same plane. But once the Elikus is removed, Chas v'shom, and now the learning is just informational, now how do you fulfill the Atapoy Amoidi Madi? It's definitely not going to be fulfilled in terms of the material of learning, because the Rebbe is always going to be superior to the Talmud. So now we have to reevaluate that halach of Atapoy Amoidi Madi, that now it means in their physical posture. Then their physical posture, al kaponim, they should be the same. But the Rebbe and the Talmud are the both sitting, but now they should be sitting imadi. They should be sitting on the same plane, either everyone on the on the floor or everyone on a chair. But this is what the Rambam is is hinting to us in this Indian of the imadi. There was a transition. The transition is not just like some people were weaker. This was a change in the mohus of what an experience of learning Torah was, what receiving Torah was. Before Churban Bayesheni, the experience of Talmud Torah was a Merkava experience, even if it wasn't being, even if Kabbalah wasn't being said. It was a Merkava experience. And in order for it to be, and because it was a Merkava experience, the nature of Elokos is that, the Reb, that despite the different levels of information that the Rebbe and the Talmud have, the experience of Elokos is the same. It's a Mesira. It's a, it's a reality that the Rebbe and the Talmud are both being a part of. And because of that, that's how you fulfilled Atapayimayimadi. And the way that the Merkava emerges is by unifying Chesed and Gevura. 
because the Merkava is Teferis, and Chesed and Gvor together emerges Teferis, therefore the Rebbe would sit, that's Chesed, the Talmidim would stand, that's Teferis. After the Churm Bayesheni, or right before Churm Bayesheni, as was imminent, then what? Merkava is gone. Once Merkava is gone, now you're just dealing with simple information. Simple information, there's never going to be an equality between the Rebbe and the Talmud. So now, how do you make that equality? The Pasuk says, they have to be equal. Now, the only way to fulfill that is through physical posture. They're both sitting on the same plane. That's the side of the Ramah. So let's go back. We start from the beginning, that in Chabad, there's a minute that Sichas were said, everyone is sitting, which is how Torah was taught from Gamliel and on. And the Mimer was said, the Rebbe sits and the Talmudim stand, like Torah was taught before the death of Rav Gamliel. Based on the Rambam, this is the difference between a Sikh and a Mimer. A Sikh is information. Sikh is deep Torah, it's Gvaldegitara. But because it's just information, so then Mitzavim, that, but there's a din of Atapayinimayinimadi in terms of teaching Torah. The information, the Rebbe is always going to know more. So how do you fulfill the equality of the Rebbe and the Talmud? So it has to be in physical posture. But the site of a Mimer was Merkava. It was a site of Merkava. When Rebbe said a Mimer, that, it wasn't about the information. It was about the elokus that's being manifest, that's being shared, that's being experienced by all the Hasidim with the Rebbe in the, same, in the same way, in the same playing field. And in order to bring that out, you need a Mizug, a union of Chesed and Gevura, and that takes place, Davka, through the Rebbe sitting and the Talmidim standing. This is what the Baltanya, this is how the Baltanya made the Senevesh Shasu Bukharan. The site, the site of 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 of, of Chabad Chasidus is this Indian, you know, by 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 the old Chabad Chasidim. There was a very strong Akpada until you know that 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 only rabbis would 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 print, and you know, Chasidus only comes from the rabbi. Like even big big Chasidim, there was a handful of of, of exceptions to this. But with Derech Klal, Chasidim didn't print and, and, and teach their own Torah. It was the Mara was all just from the rabbi because that that was the difference. The, the difference is is that it's Mamish and Markovitic experience. As we get closer to, to Mashiach Tzikhenu, and the Indian of Churban Beis Hamikdash becomes less and less, um, less and less pronounced, then the Rambam himself is is hinting to us that this Indian was just a break because of Churban Beis Hamikdash. When the Beis Hamikdash is, is rebuilt, and as we get closer to it, it the Irish Mashiach is shining more and more. Then it's an ending of re, of returning to the original form of what Torah is, of changing lives, not through the information necessarily, but changing people and 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 through the merkava, through the elokus within it, and that's that's ultimately what a person what a person wants when a person is learning Torah, when a person has has a revenue receiver from Revi. The information is good, but but what you want is that ending of a mimer. That's what you want. That's what you want, and then that—that's what defined the rabbi. That's what a—that's what a tzaddik was. Someone that gives over elikus through his words and through his tyra. That's, um, I guess, the last kash that remains. Maybe you know. I guess after the recording, we could talk about it more. But v'sapis by a rav, it's man shakert, right? The rav stands and everyone sits, right? So it's mamish uh, the opposite of that. No, it's a huh? So that's the din of a rabbi, which is different than a rav. The rav is the rabbi sits. And by, again, by the Mimer, and the Chesidim stand. No, Hashem should bless us for Taka Shizaych to become Chesidim. The Baltanya should be Makarbas, be Magar Geirim, and uh, turn us into into holy Jews. There's a nice they say with um, Rishmul, uh, uh, I think it was Rishmul Mokis, that he was one time by Baltanya. Baltanya said a Mimer, and after the Mimer, Rishmul Mokis was so excited by it, he, he went outside and he took his gartel and he tied himself to the tree in front of. 
about Tanya's house. So the chassidim were like, well, what, are you, what are you doing? So he said, it's very posh. When you go by the tailor, so there's, a, there's a, like a pair of pants that's hanging outside his door. Should know that this is the house where you make pants. And when you go by the, the shoemaker, there's a pair of shoes hanging outside. Because this is a place where they make shoes. By this place, the Baltanya makes chassidim. So chassid uh, has to be hanging up over here. That's easy to say. to become chassidim, to be mekorv to the tzaddikim. Shpizaychet to hear a from Big Tzaddikim. Amen. 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 Am